What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Student Built Startups Podcast, Episode 6. I'm your host, Cameron Stone, entrepreneur and student at UMD. I interview student entrepreneurs to share their stories and business strategies. Our guest today is a student at North Central University in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and he will be talking about video production and creating great video content. He has started his own videography business when he was only 18 years old. He will be sharing his story and how his education has played a role in it. I encourage you to go check out his Instagram, Media. I'm excited to introduce you guys to Cullen Fleming. Hey, Cullen. Uh, I'll have you start off by saying hello to everybody listening and sharing one crazy but true fact about yourself. Um, hello. I'm Cullen, obviously. Um, one crazy but true fact about myself. I The one fact that I usually tell people is that um, I started a business when I was uh, 18 years old. There you go. That is a crazy but true fact. All right. Well, we'll jump We'll jump into the main content of the episode. I'll have you start off by telling the audience a little bit about your education. My education. So I go to North Central University in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I'm a freshman. Awesome. Um, next, I'll have you share with the audience a little bit about your business and some of the things that you have worked on in the past. Uh, a little bit about my business. So I run a video production company called Seaflam Media. I do a lot of like wedding cinematography, do a lot of like event videos, uh, event recaps, nonprofit work with churches and other nonprofit organizations, as well as I work real estate and that kind of stuff. Do you have kind of a favorite uh, thing that you like to work on? Uh, as of right now, weddings is definitely my go-to. It's it's always fun to go shoot a wedding and kind of enjoy that environment. Yeah, I would imagine that would be fun. And so weddings are always a fun environment. Be a cool place to make some money. <laughs> so what has been your biggest fear about starting your own video production company? And how did you overcome that when you were initially starting up? Um, my biggest fear was getting myself um, too deep into it before I was able to kind of... Um, be able to back myself up, I guess, trying to find the right clients, um, trying to not like kind of over add my advertise myself for things that I'm not actually capable of doing. I guess how I overcame that was just kind of at the same time being confident in myself, but also knowing, knowing my limits. Uh, I had a, a similar experience when I, I started working as a personal trainer. I was always concerned when I first started, like, do I really know what I need to know to help these people? And you really just have to believe in yourself and uh, just start doing it. And then eventually you'll, you'll figure out, I mean, you can, you can do it. It's just a matter of you believing in yourself. Tell the audience a little bit about what's involved with being in the video production industry. Um, so like from the start, like um, a lot of how I find my clients is they reach out to me through referrals or through my website. Kind of the first steps is figuring out what they need, like if it's going to be a wedding, if it's going to be like a corporate event, if it's a real estate listing that they're looking to put on the market for, that kind of thing. Um, and then once you've kind of figured that out, then you can start kind of figuring out, you know, how much how much to charge, like that kind of stuff. You always got to give them an estimate right off the bat so then you're clear and they know exactly what they're getting themselves into. I've definitely run into in the past where I've had clients 
that were unaware of the cost of what they were asking for. And then in the end, they're not like, they're happy with the video, but they're not happy about how much they're actually paying for it. So that making sure right off the bat, you're kind of crystal clear about your prices, what you're charging and that kind of stuff. Um, so after you've kind of figured out like the whole, um, it's called pre-production. So getting like setting up a date and time to go record, like what's going to happen on that day at that time. Um, after that, like it's going, recording, making sure you're bringing all of your gear, um, setting up everything, making sure your audio is good, um, making sure your video as in like your lenses is in focus, that kind of stuff, uh, making sure that's all good. So then it's just shooting, making sure you're capturing everything you need to capture, covering all bases. Um, then it's kind of the go home, dump all of your footage, start editing, which usually it could take anywhere from 20 minutes to for weddings, for instance. It takes me about a month to finish one wedding. So a lot of days sitting down, working for a couple hours, making sure you're providing the best video that you can make for them. And then obviously after you're finished editing videos, uh, it's kind of the sending it over to the client, making sure they're okay with it if it's a event or something, If making sure that if there's something they want changed, you can change it for them, the little things little touch-ups, just a couple things that they want to make sure that are um, expressed through their video and then kind of final delivery. And yeah. Yeah. One thing I, I want to put a little emphasis on is when you said, uh, make sure to have your prices crystal clear. That is definitely a very smart thing to do because if you don't do that, it's going to cause some situations you don't want to be in at some point. So, Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely very uncomfortable. <laughs> definitely just, Yeah. Right off the bat, first thing, make sure you get your prices done, um, unless you're doing free work in the beginning. Did you start off with doing any free work for anybody? or? Yeah, so I worked at um, a church for a while doing a lot of just um, volunteer stuff, getting um, just Sunday services captured, and then you know their pick and choose weekly events, that kind of stuff that they wanted coverage of. And then after that, it was kind of doing little events, charging a little bit, but not too much. You don't want to right off the bat start charging what the professionals are charging. You kind of work your way into that and so on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Doing those free little uh, gigs per se are usually a, a pretty good way to build your skill set and uh, get your name out there. So how has your education played a role in starting your video production business? Um, as of right now, it hasn't played a huge role. Um, it definitely has helped because going to college and everything, you start meeting more and more people. You kind of, more people get to know you, what you do, that kind of stuff. And then this kind of, it kind of brings in more referrals for people who are actually looking for somebody. Um, here at North Central, I work for the athletics department. So it's just kind of seeing people around campus, going to big events. Um, I always, whenever I shoot something like that, I'll wear a sweatshirt or t-shirt that has my logo and kind of Instagram on it. So if people are looking for a photographer, that videographer, that kind of thing, they, they know where to contact you at and know who you are. That's one common theme that I've seen with this, uh, this podcast so far is everybody that's been going to a, a college or a university have said that uh, just being on campus around other people has really helped bring more referrals and more business to them and just help get their name out there. Oh yeah, for sure. What is the most challenging thing for you about making a great video? Having the right gear, I would say. Um, you know, being being a college student, you don't exactly have 
a whole lot of income to uh, make big camera purchases for me, um, having the right gear, being able to do the big kind of production stuff. Um, that's definitely right now a big, a big challenge for me because you can't really, you can't do a huge, like a music video per se, having multiple camera operators, multiple cameras, that kind of thing. You can't really do that on the everyday college budget because just not a lot of people want to do that kind of work for free. And then, yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you there. Um, has there been, is there any way that you can help kind of get around not having like a really high budget, uh, gear expense um in a way yes you could rent you can usually rent gear for cheaper than the actual price of it Mm -hmm. so you can go there's a lot of places online you can go rent a camera for a couple days without having to actually buy full price an expensive camera or if you know um a buddy or something that has that reaching out to them seeing if you can possibly borrow it for a couple days that type of thing that's another way to get around the huge expense part of that Okay. Yeah. That's some good advice for sure. What is the most rewarding thing for you about creating video content? Um, the most rewarding thing for me, um, in my opinion, is seeing the reaction on the clientele's face after you deliver that video to them, hearing the reactions, that kind of thing. Um, definitely when you're working in the wedding industry, um, you're, you're making a video that they're going to look back on for years and years and years. So being able to provide a service that brings a big smile to their face when they when they can go back and see that video for the first time and relive that day. Yeah, definitely. That's that's cool that in the video production industry, you, you're creating essentially memories for them that they're going to have for possibly the rest of their life and you help them kind of capture that. Yeah. So how have you leveraged being a student in your um, kind of entrepreneurial journey? I guess sometimes you can kind of use being a student as kind of like a kind of add on top of like you doing something because when you're typically when you're a student people think like oh you're learning like you know this would be a huge like if I hire this person you know it'll be a big step in their career that kind of thing I get it a lot where people are like you know you're a college student you're trying to start a business like I'll definitely work with you because I want to I want to support your career get your career rolling that kind of thing. So what originally led you to pursue video production? Um, so my father is a photographer. So from a very young age, I was exposed to um, kind of like the whole camera scene, taking photos, doing a little video, that kind of thing. Um, it really kicked off when I was in middle school, actually. I had bought a little cheap camcorder thing and I would go to the local ski hill with my friends and make a couple of videos every couple of weeks, just that kind of thing. Um, and then definitely when I started going to church, I started volunteering for our media team, doing Sunday videos, that kind of thing that that really kickstarted my career getting into video and that. How long would you say that you've been uh, creating actual like kind of quality videos for? Um. I would say about a year and a half I've been doing like clientele work that's like getting paid for gigs, that kind of thing. Well, we're about halfway through our interview now, so we're going to take a moment for a brief advertisement. If you're going down your entrepreneurial path and you believe that it's time to start creating a website, the first step is to purchase a domain name and find a web hosting provider. What I have used for all of my websites that I have created has been Bluehost. Bluehost is by far my number one recommended web hosting provider. 
Bluehost is super easy to use. They have great customer service that will answer any of your questions. And they are also a partner with WordPress, so the compatibility between them is great. And to make this even better, as of January 2020, they offer a killer deal for your first year of having them as your hosting provider. Your whole first year can start as low as $2.95 per month. Included with this, you'll get a free domain name, 50 gigabytes of storage, unlimited bandwidth, and a 99.9% uptime guarantee. So if you're working on creating your website for your business, I encourage you to go check out bluehost.com. We have the link in the show notes. So go click that link and get started on creating your home base for your business. Now that we're back, we're going to switch over to kind of talking a little bit about what's involved with becoming a videographer and getting better at taking videos and that kind of stuff. So what is the first step someone should take when they're trying to create great video content? The first step is getting the idea. Um, a lot of people I've seen are like, you know, I want to I want to start making videos like, you know, what what should I do? And a huge step in that is like, what kind of video are you trying to make? If it's I started off with snowboarding videos. So going to going to the ski hill, finding some people that are good or semi-decent at snowboarding, kind of following them around for the day, that kind of thing. Kind of finding where you want to start, what kind of industry, what your end goal in creation is. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have really thought of that as being a first step, but that totally makes sense now that you say it. Would you say that kind of having that idea of what the video is going to be like in your head, is that more important than, let's say, having like the next model up camera? Oh, of course, yes. Um, once you kind of get into the video business, you'll kind of hear that you don't need to have the most fancy, most expensive gear to make good content. You can have a cheap little camcorder and make a really good video. I see a lot of people going around today making the excuse of, oh, I can't I can't make this video because I don't have this camera. Mm-hmm. Um, you can still make, it might not be the most high quality, like red cinema camera level video, but you can still make a great video with what you have. Nowadays, everyone's walking around with a smartphone that can record nice video, edit a video, that kind of thing. So you're definitely able to start making videos pretty easily nowadays with just your phone. Having that phone in your pocket is pretty amazing. With some of the like new iPhones, those cameras are insane. Oh yeah, they're, they're crazy. <laughs> so how do you personally promote your business? Yeah, so I, a lot of times what I'll do after a big video, um, you know, you get, you get the paycheck for the video. First thing I'll usually do is I'll go on Instagram, I'll post the video. Sometimes if it's not a huge video, I won't boost the post. But if it's like when I shot, shot my first wedding, after I uh, finished that video, posted it on Instagram, I boosted it for a couple bucks. You can usually get like a couple hundred more people see the video, that kind of thing. So boosting posts on Instagram usually helps me promote. Yeah, that's that's something that I've played around with a little bit in the past. And it's, it's nice being able to have that uh, capability to get more people to see your content. So what would you recommend to someone who's trying to start creating video content and they're looking at purchasing their gear? Um, I would definitely make sure that you do your research first. Make sure that you're getting the best camera for your the amount you're looking to spend. Um, I see a lot of people 
you know, dropping a lot of money on an expensive camera body, but not dropping a lot of money on a nice lens. It kind of helps when you're kind of balancing that out because you can have a nice body, but if your lens is a $50 lens, not that you can't find good lenses for $50, but when you're buying an expensive camera, you want to make sure that you match that level with your lenses as well. That would, that would make sense because I'm sure if you have a, whatever, I don't know really the prices of cameras, but if you have a really, really expensive camera and not a very nice lens, that's probably going to take a lot away from having a really expensive camera. Oh yeah, for sure. So would you say that being in the video production industry has similar aspects of kind of being in the marketing industry? For sure. Yeah. Um, Cause a lot of companies today use video as their marketing strategy um, a lot of people on social media that have that are starting to try build businesses or have big businesses are starting to integrate video into their marketing strategies. It kind of allows the viewer to kind of see a little bit more than just a, what a photo can provide for um, a product or a service, that kind of thing. You can kind of, if it's a service, you can see what they do in action. An example is um, for like or a tree removal company. If they post a picture on Instagram, you know, you can kind of, you can see one frame of what they're doing. But if you post a video, you can kind of see their strategy start to finish, you know, their whole process, what they do, that kind of thing. It kind of provides a little bit more in-depth detail of what the service is. And usually customers like seeing the process a little bit more before they actually kind of take the next step into hiring you, that kind of thing. And I'll say like... um kind of in all aspects, I think video is becoming more and more like the normal. I know maybe five years ago, just static images were like the standard, but now for advertising and even social media, it's like videos are the like new standard. Oh yeah, for sure. So what are some tips that you can give for taking great videos? Um, some tips, making sure your lighting's good. Also audio, making sure you don't have really quiet audio or peaking audio where it sounds really, um, really distorted, making sure that the, the little things are not actually little things, kind of the main things in the video are perfect before you start, before you start worrying about crazy effects, making sure the basics are done properly. So we're going to move on to the last section of the episode. It's called the fast five section. So I have five questions and we're going to do our best to go through them fast. All right. So what is the most valuable class that you have taken? Uh, the most valuable class I've taken, I took it in high school, actually. It was a, uh, a broadcast media class. Would you say that's uh, helped you start your business? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, what is one book that you would recommend? I take a lot of biblical classes, so I read the Bible a lot. So that's, that's one book you can read. <laughs> All right. Um, what is one business tool that you would recommend? Uh, business tool. I definitely use Instagram a lot. Um, I see it as a huge, huge help to my business. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people scroll through Instagram on a daily basis. Um, so making a post on a daily basis, making sure you're kind of active. So how do you keep on track and plan ahead? Using a ca calendar planner, that type of thing, making sure you're writing things down. Um, last question here is when do you feel most productive? I am definitely very productive late at night. So I'll stay up until 
three in the morning sometimes editing videos because for some reason that's when I'm most productive at night. Yeah, yeah. I'll say that so far there's two themes for people being most productive and it's either early in the morning or it's very late at night. And I think it's because you don't have as many distractions. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it plays a big role. Um, Oh yeah. So you gave some great uh, advice and insights about videography and the video production industry. But before we wrap up, I'll have you state one main takeaway that you would like the audience to remember. One main takeaway I want the audience to remember, I would think is, um, you know, know your limits, know what you're capable of. And like, don't set yourself short. You know, you don't have to have the most expensive gear to make a quality video. You just have to have the drive and the passion to do so. Awesome. That is a great main takeaway. So where can the audience find more about you and or your business? Definitely my Instagram. I have I have a personal Instagram and I have a business. My business Instagram is Cfla Media, C-F-L-E-M dot M-E-D-I-A. And then my personal Instagram is Callflem, C-U-L-L-F-L-E-M. Okay, cool. Thanks for being on the show, Colin. I've enjoyed having you on here. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad that I got to share Cullen's story with you guys. Thanks again for being on the show, Cullen. And thank you to everyone listening right now. I truly appreciate your support in this journey. And make sure to hit that subscribe button if you would like to hear more amazing entrepreneurial stories. I also encourage you to go check out our website, studentbuiltstartups.com. You can find the link in the show notes. And we have all of our content uploaded there. And you can find out more about the Student Built Startups podcast and myself. I'll catch you on the next episode.